Hello, hello, and welcome to Intentional Sounding, the Draw Play Podcast. I'm your host, Draw Play Dave Rapocio, he of thedrawplay.com, creator of all things funny and cartoon football. I don't know what's going on right now. I think I should probably redo that, but I won't. <laughs> This is improv, baby. <laughs> You're going to have to live with my mistakes. Yes, and. Anyway, with me, as always, is uh, unfair album of the year winner, Sam Grezis. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I really appreciate how I got all of that love for saying that I didn't deserve the Grammy Award after I won the Grammy Award. That was really nice of the internet to really come together and support me, even though I didn't deserve the award in the first place. Uh, it, was, it was really, really, really good. Yeah, basically, the best of both worlds. You get to take home the trophy and uh, have the moral high ground. Yeah, there you go. That's true. That's true. Really, uh, it really um, ended up pretty, pretty great for me. Uh, did you watch any of the Grammys at all? Nope. Yeah, I don't think I've ever watched a Grammys. Uh, me either. I, I kind of kept up with it on Twitter. I turned on Twitter that day and I saw apparently CeeLo Green looked like a weirdo CeeLo Green I was looked just like, like I'm done CeeLo Green looked like gold dust from the the WWE he he was painted like a, a trophy man it was it was kind of cool but it was also very weird it was also very CeeLo you know he's been doing that shit for for years apparently it's it what was it called gnarly Davidson is the name of that persona which I which I kind of appreciated that okay. It was clever. That'd be cool if Gnarls Barkley was still like a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he might be going back to it. We'll, we'll, we'll see. Maybe this is a. Maybe. This I haven't heard anything about CeeLo Green really until yesterday. Yeah, yeah, I feel that's like true. He tanked his career after he uh, made that. Um, oh, it's not rape if they're asleep. Comment. Oh God, I forgot about that. I totally forgot about that. Don't go to sleep next to CeeLo Green. No, no. Could you? I mean, even Probably if he didn't not. know that, just he, he's... he seems like a guy who would smell weird. Like, even if he's like clean, mm -hmm. like he would have weird products on him. Yeah, he he also like through no fault of his own, I feel like he has that kind of resting face. That kind of he he has a resting kind of frowny, starey face. That's, a resting creep face. He, yeah, yeah, yeah. That like through no fault of his own, but you you know. So what have we got for you today, listeners? We've got awards. 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 We're going to talk awards all day, mm -hmm. all the hour, mm -hmm. all the time. Mm -hmm. It's awards time. Yep. We didn't really want to talk about the awards going into the Super Bowl. And then last week, obviously, we wanted to just talk about the Super Bowl and or shit on Tom Brady. Yeah. yeah. So we're going to talk about the awards that happened, like the NFL honors, all that, all that crap. Discuss if we like the pick, if we don't like the pick, and then we're going to unleash our very own awards mm -hmm. for you. Mm -hmm. Because, not to spoil the joke, but but what we have figured out through the massive amounts of research that we do before we record the podcast every week is that... The, just incredible research. Really, we basically spend an entire week in the library. I was going to say, when we get off of this, uh, when we stop recording, we go to ESPN, ProFootballTalkNFL.com, and that's pretty much where we live for the, uh, you know, six days and 23 hours that we are not, you know, between one podcast recording and the next. Uh, what mm -hmm. we've discovered the between last week and this week is that most of the NFL awards are very dumb, so we figured we could do a better job. We can, and we did. Yeah, 
But you're going to have to wait for that because right. that's going to come at the end of the show. So stick through mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. our uh, bitching about actual awards. That'll be first. You want you want to start with the one that actually I kind of liked. Okay, is is the 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 one that everyone kind of expects, or the the, the one that everyone knows is the MVP and Matt Ryan. I think he deserved the MVP. I think he deserved the MVP as well. Um, I did not think he would deserve the MVP. If you asked me this a month ago, I'd be like, "What are you? What are you talking about? What the hell?" But I I think he definitely deserved uh, the the MVP. I'm very glad it didn't go to someone on the Patriots, but. That's I'm, I'm pretty glad it didn't fuck. go to Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I just all the Packers fans on my Twitter feed were just like, "Oh, they don't understand football." Rodgers was amazing. Just like Rodgers was really cool for the second. See, half that's of the that's the thing. You 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 got to remember the first half of the season. Well. Rodgers isn't good unless he has someone to to um basically prove wrong. Yeah, yeah, that's true. When his when his back's up against the wall, then he just can like kind of oh, go everyone off. thinks I'm gay. Well, now I'm gonna date Olivia Munn. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Oh, everyone everyone thinks I'm having a bad season. Well, now I'm gonna run the table. Aaron Rodgers is nothing if he has nobody to oppose him. He he is he very much needs some billboard material. I, <laughs> maybe his maybe his coaches know it, and they were like, so what you got to do? Or he was telling like uh, you know Jordy Nelson and and his O line and everyone like what we're gonna have to do is tank. The first like third of the season, and then Aaron Rodgers is going to get mad, and everyone's going to not believe in him, and then and then he'll start going off. As a Aaron Rodgers is the MVP of insecurity. Yeah, <laughs> but yes, congratulations to Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan absolutely deserved it this year. He mm-hmm. had a fantastic season, and I don't think most people realized how good a season it was until playoff season started because everyone just kind of assumed the Falcons were going to fall apart including ourselves and they didn't they did they stuck it together good for the Falcons but but here's the thing you were saying earlier that you're not a fan of the MVP award in general I am not and I was debating on whether or not to bring this up first or when we got to offensive player of the year sure who which was also Matt Ryan but here's here's a problem I have. I've I've done actual research, as you know, because mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. six days and 23 hours. But the MVP award, especially since the dawn of the Offensive Player of the Year award, has kind of been a joke. Like, here's the problem I have with the MVP award. Not every position in the league is as valuable as quarterback or running back. And the MVP award has been around for 59 years. It started in 1957. It's been around for 59 years. It's been around 59 years. It's been won by a non-quarterback or running back three times. In 59 years, it's been someone other than a quarterback or running back three times. Alan Page, defensive tackle in 1971. Mark Mosley, a kicker in 1981, which while you're all... I know everyone's laughing at (laughs) this. Yeah, yeah. Because a kicker won MVP. Keep in mind that 1981 was a strike-shortened nine-game season where it, it probably, like, well, nobody really had a chance to stand out, so who kicked a bunch of points? Here, this, this dude. And then Lawrence Taylor was the last one who wasn't a quarterback or running back in 1986. Over 30 years ago was the last time we had a Jeez. non-quarterback or running back win MVP. And obviously, like, I guess it kind of makes sense that most valuable positions on the team are the ones that get the awards but it feels kind of unfair doesn't it It does it does and especially when 
when you have these statistics in, in basketball and like every other every other sport, this like it, it, I, I looked this up like uh, box plus and minus that stat where it's like how much better are you and how much does the team benefit from having you on the field instead of someone who is incredibly average when when you have these kind of adjusted when you start thinking about that kind of like opportunity cost in in having someone on the field versus someone else mv mvp discussions get wonky especially when you talk about positions like a center is never going to win that award can never win that award no matter how good they play it, that's why i got kind of angry about jj watt a couple of years ago mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. he put up like the best defensive season that I've ever seen since I wasn't alive in 1986 to watch Lawrence Taylor take over the league. Right. I and he got maybe a fourth of the voting, and it was it, like Aaron Rodgers. And Aaron Rodgers had a good season, but everyone was in love with JJ Watt over the course of that year. But because JJ Watt plays defensive end, he just isn't as valuable inherently on the football team, and it's kind of disappointing. And the I think. Ultimately, my biggest problem with the MVP award is that it kind of nullifies the Offensive Player of the Year award. Because it's always going to be... Because effectively, the Offensive Player of the Year award is MVP runner-up. Right. If you're Offensive Player of the Year, you're you're basically the runner-up. You're, you're not... It should be Offensive MVP and Defensive MVP. Yeah. Those should be the two awards. Yep. They should eliminate the MVP. And I, I, the MVP was started before the Offensive and Defensive Player of the Year awards happened, so it kind of makes sense it has it. But in, in football, it just feels like kind of a stupid award because of how the different positions are weighted, mm-hmm. and it just kind of nullifies Offensive Player of the Year. Like, DeMarco Murray in 2014 was Offensive Player of the Year, but he, lo- but he wasn't MVP. He knows that he wasn't the MVP. Right. It's like a consolation prize of being offensive player of the year. And the thing is, it it is basically just second place because when you look at the awards going down the line, mm-hmm. basically mm-hmm. if a quarterback won MVP, the offensive player of the year is usually a running, running back, back yeah. and vice versa. It it switches up a few times, but it for the most part it's it's just your second place, your second place MVP. So I think they should basically eliminate the MVP and just make it offensive and defensive MVPs of the year. Why not? Why not go a, a step further? And why not? And I mean, this might be getting close to like everyone gets a trophy, but why not have Player of the Year at every position, every single position, and get rid of the MVP and and have people? I kind of think that's what all pros. Uh, are for I guess yeah 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 and like the Pro Bowl and stuff that makes sense but but well the Pro Bowl no the Pro Bowl is a joke the Pro Bowl is just fan voting and name oh, recognition that's, but yeah, all pros all pros are usually right. where you want to actually look right that's true I, but I mean at the same time I I feel like all pros d- does anyone really in the mainstream pay attention to that right no. and, and and when if you have someone like oh you know defensive end of the year. Oh, like center of the year, left guard of the year, right tackle of the year. I feel like that would be. I think it would good. be entertaining to have like a left guard of the year and just see people start getting pissy about left guard rankings well, on the internet. Right. That might be interesting. Yeah, and then people would actually pay attention to left guard play instead yeah. instead of quarterback play. It, it would just like. This is this is this is me turning turning football into a socialist experiment right now, but uh, <laughs> but hey, I'm for it. So yeah, 
That that's what I don't like the MVP award. I think it it nullifies offensive player of the year, mm-hmm. and I think it's just inherently weighted into a boring spot because of positions. Yep, I agree. That said, something happened this year that usually doesn't happen. Has only happened a few times, and it's kind of happened a little bit more recently. Is that Matt Ryan actually won both? He swept MVP and off, he swept it, mm-hmm. which happened last year with Cam Newton. It happened a couple years ago with Adrian Peterson, and I think it's happened some more times but that that's not very common no and it no. also proves that the mvp is basically the one and offensive player of the year's runner up yeah sort of yeah so yeah. good good for matt ryan do it getting both of those awards second year in a row that an nfc south quarterback has yeah wept it's that's true that's that's a neat little that's trivia cool. fact for you yeah yeah. What did you think about the defensive player of the year, Khalil Mack? This was an extremely tight race. Like Mack didn't sweep this. No, no. And and Mack in the first like two or three games this season was not playing his best. That said, he kind of like he turned it on very quickly. And I think that on the back of a when you when you look at how much the Raiders defense improved, from start to uh, from the start to the season to the end of the season as a whole, as Khalil Mack improved, I don't think you can really give the award to anyone else. I think I'm trying to think of who else it, it might be. Um, maybe Clowney. Yeah, Cl- Clowney played really well, but I, I I struggle thinking of of other people who, who yeah. really this was should not, get it. I don't think this was a standout year for any defensive player. Really. Yeah. Yeah. It, it wasn't one of those years where you're like, wow, look how good that guy is at defense. Right. Absolutely. I mean. There were there were several players you're like, wow, that guy's pretty good at defense. Right. Like right. Mack and so or that's, that's Landon the thing. Collins. Like, yeah. Aaron Donald. You could you he could have been in the in the discussion if he wasn't playing for the Rams. He, well, yeah. And also wasn't a giant dick bag. <laughs> um, you got you got Tlaib, who kind of has the same problem. Uh, the other the other thing is, I mean, you could argue for Eric Berry as well, just yeah. just because one, it's a it's a great story, and I don't think anyone would have been mad if he got it because he actually did have an amazing season. So there I, there were other people on on the board. I, I I guess my point is I wouldn't have been mad no matter really who got it. I'm glad Khalil Mack got it, and I'm glad the, yeah, good for him. that this Oakland Raiders linebacking core and defense in general is finally getting some love so that's nice hooray so offensive player of the year Dak Prescott uh rookie um of offensive rookie yeah, of the year yeah I yeah I offensive hate, rookie I, of the year Dak Prescott um it should have been Zeke I hate this it really should have been Zeke I hate this it should have been Zeke Dak Dak is not the same quarterback without Zeke. Yeah, and and to be fair, Zeke isn't the same running back without Dak. But no, but I think the Cowboys are probably if they have to take one of them, I think they have a better season if they're without Dak than if they're without Zeke. Yeah, yeah, I, I think because we- that that offensive line is built a little bit more for running mm-hmm. than it is for passing, and defenses had to focus on Zeke. They had to push all the pressure on Zeke, so Dak never really had the pressure on him that he would have if the Cowboys didn't have a good running back right back there. Even with that offensive line, if you're a shit running back like they had last season, they didn't have a good running back last season. They still had some offensive yardage, but they didn't have Zeke last year and their defense that like other teams were able to shut them down. Well, they you turn one dimensional. Yeah. And if defenses could focus on stopping Dak Prescott because they weren't quite as worried about the run, no. Right. No. This this should have been Zeke. Yep. 
uh, yeah, and I'm I'm really feel free to argue with me on Twitter on arguments for Dak Prescott because I can't really I honestly don't have any. I don't have any real reasons that Dak Prescott should win this award over Ezekiel Elliott except for the fact that he's a quarterback and maybe like yep. leadership role on a team. But that's yeah. like that is flimsy as all hell. Very very flimsy. One award I have absolutely zero problems yeah. with is defensive rookie yep. of the year. Yep. Joey Bosa. Yep. <laughs> totally deserved it. Dude dude lit it up. Yep. Good I, for him. I'm so glad. I'm so glad. I hope he gets all of the money, please. <laughs> yes, give him all the money. Uh, maybe the L.A. Chargers will be less stingy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, as long as we're living in this universe, I mean. <laughs> uh, going back to terrible uh, NFL socialism, the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award is being shared yeah. <laughs> by Larry Fitzgerald and Eli Manning. Uh, that's stupid. Sharing awards is dumb. Yeah. If you're going to have an award and you're going to share it, with co-MVPs and all that crap. Just, just give someone the award. Just decide if Larry Fitzgerald or Eli Manning is a better person. And it's Eli. <laughs> That's okay. Okay. Fair enough. Fair. Well, to be to be fair, I mean, both of them do do a ton. Oh, they did wonderful a things. A ton of charity work. I didn't, I actually didn't know, like, all that Eli Manning has has done in terms of charity. I think most people just kind of recently. assume that Eli Manning goes home and like sits on his couch and just kind of stares into the middle distance when he's not playing football. Yeah, yeah. But he doesn't. He's He doesn't. Yeah. He's a good person. He's a very good person. Uh Fitz Fitz I've known about his work his work for a while because it's very public and and the stuff he like the commercials like all of his um when he when he does commercial spots for other companies he always seems to be able to to mention his like foundations and stuff. So like I knew about him. I didn't know about Manning comeback player of the year. Jordy Nelson. Sure. Uh, I, sure. I, I, I kind of wish comeback player of the year wasn't always just a star who come back from ACL tear. Yeah. It's basically, it's basically come back from ACL star of the year. Yep. Yep. That, that That's what this award has become. I wish it were I, not that. I wish it were a player that's bad. And then gets good. <laughs> it would be more fun. Or, or, or like a player who sucked, or who was good, and then became a sucky player. Yeah. And then came back and was good again. Well, I mean, you could have given this to Aaron Rodgers, and that would have been kind of fun. Yeah. You know. I, I, yeah, maybe. Uh, it's just yeah, boring I'm, I'm, when like, it's. It, it is kind of boring. It's just always player who recovers from injury and has good seasons. Yeah, but 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 it's not even like it, it, does it really count as a comeback if all they're doing is literally coming back when they've always been that player and it's it's a question of whether or not they're still kind of injured and whether or not physically they are the same. I, I feel like that's a lot less satisfying than than having a player who is slumping or having a player who was never all that good in the first place take some steps forward, like turning it into like kind of like a most improved dealio. Yeah. You know, I'd be okay with a most improved player yeah, situation. I'd like that. It's weird that, you know, matter of fact, it's weird that that isn't a thing. Most improved player. Hey, this guy doesn't suck anymore. Yeah. Award. Yeah. I'd like that. Assistant coach of the year, Kyle Shanahan. He, uh, no, no problems with this. Pick. Yeah. He listen as, as, as much as he wanted to, to fuck himself over for that award in the Super Bowl. No, he definitely deserves that. 
Mm-hmm. And here is probably the worst pick out of everything. Coach of the year, Jason Garrett. This it. is a fucking joke. I hate it. What? No. No. You go down the line and pick so many other coaches who did a better job. Uh, yeah, okay, let, let's do that. We, we can, actually. yeah. Okay, I'm going to start with Jack Del Rio. Uh, Jack Del Rio took the Raiders and yeah. made them good, made them relevant. Yeah, yeah, I, they did. Yeah, they did. I, I think Del Rio, like, it, look at the very first week of the season when they beat the um, Packers on the two-point conversion. That, yeah. that was ballsy, coachy shit. Yep, yep. That, and, and I didn't see... Jason Garrett doing ballsy coachy shit. Well, I saw him lucking into a fourth round pick that happened to be good. Yeah, yeah. He also like the, the cool thing about Jack Del Rio is is I feel like he was asked about that and like what if it went the other way? He was like, well, it was still the right call. Yeah. So <laughs> you know, <laughs> there there you go. I I always Basic... like it when when people don't hide like on yeah. the two point conversion shit. People don't hide behind that. Just this is just. All right. First off, this this award is basically now a team that kind of had problems before, but now won a whole lot of games. Yeah, yeah. And then the coach gets credit for it. And sometimes I feel like the coach deserves it. Like I feel Ron Rivera deserved it when yep. his team did that. Yep. But then you also have cases like this where it's basically just the academy. You could say admitting that they have to give the award to someone who isn't Bill Belichick because we all know the real truth is that Bill Belichick is the coach of the year every year. Every year, yeah. Every year. For sure. This is coach of the year who isn't Bill Belichick award. But it wasn't – they didn't even get that right. Nope, (laughs) nope. Jason Garrett did not do anything special as a coach this year. No, he – He didn't do anything special as a coach. It was all turnover. They would have had – they would have had Tony Romo in there. Mm. He's just – Jerry Jones's yes man basically like they got they got a top 5 running back like a top running back this year in the draft and then they lucked into a good replacement for Romo when Romo went down. Right. If Dak wasn't good, the Cowboys don't win a lot of games or as many games and no one's thinking about Jason Garrett as coach of the year. Jason Garrett did not do anything notable as a coach this season nope. except luck into good players. He didn't he didn't have any like any rebuilding to do. He didn't face any real challenges. That that's uh, that's why I'm like Jack Del Rio's a good pick. Dan Quinn could be a good pick. Dan Quinn would have been a good uh, pick. Yeah. There's so many other picks out there that should have been. Mhm. And and I also hate the Cowboys, so you know, there you go. <laughs> I mean, I also hate the Cowboys. I just Jason Garrett has never wowed anyone as a coach, and nope. nobody was talking about Jason Garrett this year as the Cowboys ran the table. Mm-hmm. Like, nobody nobody was sitting there like, oh, my God, Jason Garrett's doing such a good coaching job. People were talking about Del Rio doing a yeah. good coaching job. Yes, People were, were talking about Belichick doing a good yep. coaching job. People were even saying, like, hey, Mike Malarkey doesn't suck as a coach. Yeah, they were, they were talking People about People were talking Malarkey. about Bill O'Brien. People were talking about Jay Gruden. You yeah. remember that? Jay Gr- and Doug, yeah. you remember when people were talking about Doug Peterson? What about Adam Gase? Yeah, really. All of these Re- people. He, he took the Dolphins to the playoffs. Yeah. Adam Gase, yes. first year coach out of nowhere, takes a dump ass team to the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this this award should not be Jason Gary. I Yeah. I, I would love to know the rationale. I would love to know the rationale. So he won a lot of I games. Under- well, I need something more satisfying than that. I can't. <laughs> That doesn't, that doesn't cut That's it for what me. It, is. it doesn't That's cut what it, it for is. me. 
I know it's I know it's what it is, but uh, it doesn't uh, that doesn't cut it. Those are the normal awards <laughs> that the NFL gave out. There are also some not normal awards. They're obviously because the NFL decides to make a spectacle out of everything, and they decide to make a friggin' award show like the Oscars or the Grammys mm-hmm. that you didn't watch. Mm-hmm. They they decided to fill some empty space so they could drag it out with some other awards and. These awards, these awards are bad. They're bad. They're not good at all. <laughs> and mostly they're bad because of their names. Yeah. So this this is a real award. The Built Ford Tough Offensive Light of the Year Award. Oh, God. <laughs> Dallas Cowboys won it, uh, obviously. Yeah, like, for, for good like, reason. They're, they're a good offensive line. Yeah, they're, they're good. But the built Ford Tough Offensive Line of the Year. You think they got Dennis Leary to announce that award like he does with the commercials? And oh do, it, and do it in a very violent and combative way? How can, you, how can you accept an award where half of the award is the sponsor's name? Uh, yeah, I, mm, mm, I don't like it. Ugh. I don't like it. Bill Ford, tough offensive line of the year. Like, I'm glad that they're giving an award to offensive lines, but does it have to be the, the Bill Ford, Ford tough, tough award? Jeez. <laughs> to be honest, every one of these awards was actually, like, sponsored by someone. Yeah. Like, the MVP. Like, they had, like, the FedEx Aaron Ground players and, like, this mm-hmm. brought to you by that. I'm picking out the worst ones here. Uh, the second worst is the Courtyard Marriott's Greatness on the Road Award. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> The hotel chain did greatness on the road. <laughs> I which there, there's kind of cute. I was gonna say it is pretty cute. I, I got to give credit it's to that. Cute, it's but at the same time, greatness on the road as an actual award. Are you, are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Le'Veon Bell won this. Apparently, he had good road. He did. He did. I remember that was something we like talked about. It was. It was. It was pretty cool that he kind of went off at away stadiums, but. Dumb, I wonder dumb if he man. gets to uh, rest free at Courtyard Marriott all the time now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, gets. Uh, Hi, gets I'm Le'Veon service. Bell. I I am the recipient of the Courtyard Marriott Greatness on the Road Award. I would like uh, the presidential suite. We're gonna see. of this uh, Houston suburb courtlet, uh, <laughs> Courtyard Marriott. <laughs> we're gonna see. We're gonna see ads with him for. Courtyard. Oh, it's oh God! Be you're awful. right. It's just gonna be the worst. Just be like, oh, I'm gonna. You're gonna get to your room so quickly, and he's gonna be racing down yeah. the hallways. Like, yeah, yeah, he's gonna be. He's gonna Score, be the bellhop touchdown. or something. And he, the ad, what the ad is gonna do? It do is he's gonna like take someone's suitcase, beat them up to the room, and then spike the suitcase. And then the joke is gonna be <laughs> all his clothes come out, and then he opens the the guy opens the door. And uh, all of his clothes are all on the floor, and Levy and Bell just shrugs at the camera, and it's going to be a commercial, and I don't like it. It's going to be something. I th- that's a good idea. I think it's going to be something like, oh, maybe a guy checks. I was just like, oh no, I forgot something up in my room, and I got to <laughs> leave to go to the airport. And Levy and Bell's like, I got this, bro, and he runs up there, grabs the bag, and then he runs through, and there's like shots of him like swerving and dodging <laughs> like all, the pe- all the people in, in the courtyard. And, then, and like, then he grabs like a waffle from the continental breakfast thing and <laughs> stuffs it in his mouth in slow motion. Yeah, mm-hmm. these are the, the courtyard. He jumps over the pool. Yep, yep. Courtyard Marriott, get in touch with us. Uh, we've got good commercial ideas that we will sell you for lots of money. Yes, lots lots of money. Uh, but yeah, that's an actual award, and oh my God. The next one. The next one 
Ugh. is just as kind of dumb. Castrol Edge, Clutch Performer of the Year, Derek Carr. That's what makes it very special. And I'm just going to let this sit for a second so that our, our listeners can... Can understand why this is perfect. Castrol Edge. Sam, what is Castrol Edge? Castrol Edge is a motor oil. Uh, a motor oil. For... For automobiles? For automobiles. Would you say cars? I would say cars. I would say Derek cars. That's <laughs> a guy named Carr won the cat, the motor oil clutch performer award. It's great. It's great. Just, just let that sit. In. I, I want This award is super dumb, but they gave it to the right person. I, I, I want to imagine, I want to imagine that they had a bunch of different names on the table and they were like considering giving it like to Aaron Rodgers or someone else. And then someone was like, wait, but his last name is Carr. We have to. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. NFL yeah. awards are dumb. NFL awards are super, super dumb. So should we do our own I was going to say, thing? so yeah, that's why we made up our own awards. And we're getting into the second half of this podcast, so I feel like it's about time to... Uh... So we, we came up with all these awards and their names before we looked up the actual awards, like Clutch Performer yeah. of the Year, Castrol Edge. And we didn't... Re- we thought we were being really silly, and then we realized we actually weren't. We weren't being that silly. We, we didn't go far <laughs> yeah, enough yeah. with the names of these awards, because the Built Ford Tough Offensive Line of the Year award. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. So welcome, my friends, to the Intentional Soundies. Yep. 2017. 2017 for the 2016 season. Mm-hmm. Hooray, football ending right at the beginning of a new it's year weird. and screwing everyone's perception it's weird. That's how it is with every award show, though. There's always this, like, this thing with the Oscars and the Grammys about how, no, it's not just the calendar year. That's why That's why Hello could win, and that's why Rogue One can't be nominated or whatever. It's weird, and I don't like it. Yeah, and, it, it's dumb. They should have all awards be on New Year's Eve. That would be dope, actually. It starts New Year's Day, and every award is New Year's Eve. And it's everything that came out within that calendar year. Dude, that, sh- that would be great to have like an overall awards, like best <laughs> best of the year in everything, like best thing of the year. Best Good. Thing. I just want that like the Oscars and the Grammys and the NFL awards or whatever to all be at the exact same time. And they all have to compete for whatever celebrities they want on stage. Why, why not? Why not just roll them all into one thing and then we could in- ignore it all at once? Like an entire day of awards. Yeah, and then we could just do something else. It's the New Year's award. (laughs) I'd be okay with that. Yeah. Anyway, we should get into our awards because they're they're the best. Welcome to the 2017 uh, Intentional Soundies. The first award that we're going to be giving out is the uh, Larry Fitzgerald Award for Best Butt in Football. For the 12th year in a row goes to Larry Fitzgerald of the Arizona Cardinals. Congratulations. Well-deserved, Larry. Larry. Well-deserved. You have the best butt in football. The best butt in football. There's no question. There is no man alive who can see that butt and not feel a little twinge. Yeah, yeah. Seriously. It, it is incredible. If you Google Larry Fitzgerald's butt, if you don't believe me. I was me, literally is, about to tell the them to do that. It's a very good butt. It's a very good butt. High motor butt. So congratulations, Larry Fitzgerald, uh, for winning this award 12 years in a row, even though this is only the first year of this award show. (laughs) (laughs) 
We're just retroactively giving you all the other awards. Yeah, yeah, all the other Larry Fitzgerald awards for best butt in football. Amazing. Should we have put this one at the end so it could bring up the rear? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you motherfucker. I, I, I think we uh, screwed this up. Uh, maybe, maybe. <laughs> but honestly, that butt doesn't quit, and it doesn't belong at the end. No, no, no. It's too good. Oh, God, it's really good. It's it's a really good butt. We we cannot talk enough about how good Larry Fitzgerald's butt mm-hmm. is. I don't think anyone else has their butt talked about in football. Larry Fitzgerald has his butt talked about. I still I still I, feel like it's it's an overlooked butt though. I feel like when people talk about Well, he's in Arizona. Butts, yeah, so that might be part of it. It's not a big media market. Um but at the same time he he it, it is a, an award that is well deserved and and please Keep in mind, uh, when you are thinking about football booties, uh, Larry Fitzgerald's is the best and has been the best for 12 years. So let's move on to our next award after uh, a shitty musical performance. Okay. (laughs) I phoned it in, just like every performer at every award show. Yep. The A for Effort Award for Best Player on a Shit Team. Terrell Pryor, uh, everything position, Cleveland Browns. <laughs> everything position. I like that. It's not untrue. It's not untrue. We've uh, we've shown him uh, a lot of love on the podcast, and uh, he deserves so much better. <laughs> Cleveland sucked a lot this year, but Terrell Pryor was not the reason why. Yep. He, he was giving it his all. And that's all we got. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Terrell Pryor. You you do deserve better. You deserve a lot better. And hopefully he, the Cleveland Browns do something dumb and give him away to a team that can uh, at least do something ever. That at least uh, we're not talking about them being the first team since the, the Lions to go winless. <laughs> Uh, the next award we're going to be giving out, uh, a little little bit of fun here, the Miko Grimes Award for Best Twitter Account. That award's going to go to... Kyle Long! Kyle Long, the, uh, the greatest Twitter account in, in football by far. He is not afraid to, to kind of mix it up with, with the riffraff. He does a lot of Pokemon tweets, which, you know, uh, you know, I think this award show is biased. Uh, well, yep. Yeah. The Academy yep. has a bias towards Pokemon. It, it absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> it, it is. Um, recent, recent tweets include a cat holding another cat by the scruff of his neck. Um, uh, I remember watching Planet Earth in high school and being high-key mad at the cats because they just chuck their kids around by the neck. Parents, do you ever grab your kid by the back of the neck like dogs do and carry them around, not because you're mad, but because it's convenient? (laughs) 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 I'm a massive fan of the USPS after that brief encounter with one of their drivers. (laughs) Oh my god. It's it's really good. It's really good. I, I, I... he streams. He's like a, a Twitch gamer. He's he's pretty great. Maybe he should put more effort into being a good football player. Pr- probably. Uh, probably. Uh, I'm an old crusty man. Probably. Good job, Kyle Long. Your Twitter account is great. Absolutely. 
Absolutely, absolutely. Our next award is the No Sean Moreno Memorial Award for crying on the football field. Luke Keekley. Ouch. Yeah. 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 It yeah. was it was this was a gimme this year. It was it was not uh not a hotly contested award. Yes. No no one cried on the field like Luke Keekley did this nope. year. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. And maybe you could be sad about the reason he was crying, but you can't take away his tears. No, no, those those wonderful, manly, determined tears of of someone sitting on a cart as he's being <laughs> pulled away from from the football field. Sidebar: Whatever fucking happened to Noshan Moreno? Uh, he kind. I think he got hurt after the like this year or something and then he got cut okay i was i think he went to the dolphins i'm wondering he he, I, I remember him playing on the dolphins for a little the, bit but yeah. i'm wondering if he is still in the league and he isn't <laughs> well that's why it's the no sean yeah. moreno memorial crying on the field award not the no sean moreno crying on the field award so sad. Big gloopy tears. Oh, right. The next award we're giving... Before we do the next award, is this where we put in the bad comedy skit? Probably. Probably. This is where, like, like low-rent Jimmy Kimmel and some NFL player, some, like, former NFL player does, like, a, a weird stand-up routine. So if you want to, they cut to in. players that they're making fun of in the audience. Like, huh, that guy, he he sure has a funny hairdo because that's about as edgy as I'm going to be with these jokes. Yep. They they might throw in a Deflate Gate joke. Matter of fact, it will probably be only Deflate Gate jokes. So oh, the the Patriots winning really deflated everyone else's spirits. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna put a shotgun in my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> So this next award, it's a, it's a very hotly contested and, and prestigious award. It's the Osweiler. Uh, this is the award for a mediocre player who is going to get fucking paid next year. Uh, and that's going to go to Janine Garofalo, uh, comedian, star uh, in Mystery Men, and backup quarterback for the New England Patriots, who will most likely not be playing on the New England Patriots next year, will most likely be starting for a team like the Chicago Bears. Or the Browns. Or the Browns. Everyone's looking at the Browns. Yeah, yeah. Where, wherever he goes, he's going to make bank, and then he's going to proceed to win maybe six games. Yep. That's what it's going to be. It's almost as if, like, the Patriots are a really good team yeah. and consistently swindle other teams for backup quarterbacks. And, and assistant coaches. And assistant they're, coaches. They're, they're, it's like they're a farm – everyone thinks they're a farm program, but as soon as, as soon as any of their players or whatever leave, they all, like, wither up and turn to dust. It's, it, it is the biggest scam in football – don't don't buy Patriots players. No, just don't. Just don't. Just, just don't. It's not worth it, man. You might, When's the last time a, a Tom Brady backup really, really set the world on fire? Trick question, none, none of, of them. them. Ever. Just don't do it. Don't make that mistake. I think the one that's had the most success is Matt Castle. Yeah, yeah, and that's kind of... Yeah, that's just, just let that man. sink that's in. Just, just, just let that... Just, 
sink that Matt in. Matt Castle, by no means a terrible quarterback, but... No, he's he's okay. I was going to say, the, like, the high he's end... below average. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> below average. That's that's the best thing we can say about all of Tom Brady's back. For sure. Our next award is the Baltimore Colts Award for most screwed-over fan base. This was a highly contested award. Yeah, and we... It was... it. Just at our at our room, we were we were fighting real hard, just passionate over who the most screwed over fan base was, and we eventually decided to give this award to the entire state of California. <laughs> I will I will say this doesn't count as sharing the award because we're still giving it to one state. Okay, so it's, it's not sharing state. the award. Every every team <laughs> in this state got. They horrifically got screwed they over. Got boned. This fan base got so boned. All right, let's start with San Diego. Yeah. <laughs> San Diego uh, refused to give lots of money to a greedy piece of shit, and then lost that greedy piece of shit lost the yep. team. Yep. <laughs> San Diego clearly got screwed over. Who else got screwed over? Let's go to Oakland. Oakland. Yeah. Yeah, really, really exciting. Really, really exciting. Everyone's like, "This is going to be their year. This is going to be their year." And then, and then, and then the car crashed. The car crashed. Didn't didn't put in a enough Castrol, Castrol edge. edge, Castrol GTX edge. And then, oh, and then on top of geez, I, on top of that, duh, the whole uh, will they will they Vegas thing and Mark Davis kind of being a poop turd. Yeah, and it's still a, somehow it's still a will they won't they. We thought it was a we thought it was done, but then one of the one of the people who had to like sign an agreement didn't sign it. It's 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 it is such a terrible limbo right now that the Raiders are but in. Especially because like have the Raiders team. fan base, it, their team has finally gotten good after two and a half, like two decades. Well, I guess one and a half decades. One and a half decades of being real bad. Their team finally gets good, and they're gonna have to watch it move away. Right? Yeah. Probably. Probably. I mean, almost definitely. But at the same time, still. So that's Oakland. Uh, let's go to the 49ers. Do we need to? At- <laughs> We really don't. Yeah, I, I the, feel like we've got. We've, I'll just say Jed York, and then let's they, move on to the Rams. There you go. <laughs> oh. the, LA fans are so happy to get the Rams back. They're all excited. They started the season so good, and you know, um, uh, Jeff Fisher. Yeah, Jeff Fisher. Oh, Jeff Fisher. Just Jeff Fisher. Jeff Fisher. Jeff Fisher. Jeff Fisher. So the entire state of California and every team in it, those fan bases had a very bad yep. year. Not, and you can argue good. for which one had a little bit more than the other, but the fact is, they were all screwed over. No, no, no fan base in the league was screwed over more than these four California teams. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, well deserved, California. Uh, good job. Re- re- good job. Redeem this at your local, uh, your local CVS for fifty percent off of their off-brand variety of Cheerios. Ooh, um, wheat O's, wheat wheat O's, CVS O's. <laughs> uh, the next award we're going to be giving out is the Jim Tom Sula Memorial Award for Best Mustache. We've talked about him on the podcast before. <laughs> this would be Mark Mariota, not Marcus. Mark Mariota, congratulations, Mark Mariota, the best dad in football. You're, you you lived fast and died young. That mustache did and. It, and it has been seared into our hearts forever. Is there a reason we called this the Jim Tomsula Award? Because because his mustache is good. His mustache was great. Did Mark Mariota have the greatest mustache of all time? Sam? Oh, geez. In general or in, in football? 
in football because I still think it's Jeff Hostetler. Yeah, no, you're right. Because it's the only thing anyone remembers about Jeff Hostetler. Was was the damn good mustache. Any mention of Jeff Hostetler has to come with a mention of his mustache. Yeah. That is the gold standard mustache. We we might need to change this award name. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Jim Tomsulo probably would have won this award two years ago if this award existed. Right, yep. And maybe we can give it to him retrospectively, like a Lifetime yeah, Achievement yeah. Award Yeah, yeah, Jim Tomsulo gets a Lifetime Achievement Award for that. I, 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 I can I can. Still, congratulations that. to Mark Mariota. Absolutely, absolutely. Our next award is the Matt Millen Award for the announcer in Way <laughs> Over His Head. And there's no it's, other one. It's funny that there's only this. there was actually only one nominee for this award. <laughs> it's John Lynch. God, I'm very congratulations, John Lynch. You have no general management experience, and you are now in charge of the 49ers. I'm actually very excited to see where this goes. It's 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 like watching a train about to crash. I, I feel like I, about to crash. I feel like the 49ers are this train that kind of derailed when they fired Harbaugh. And then they're just slowly, it's just slowly building and getting worse and worse. Like the trade fell off and everything. And then like cars are blowing up. And then it turns out that it's right next to a cliff. Uh-huh. And then the trains are falling off the cliff. And at the bottom of the cliff, it's like rocky promontory, like all these jagged rocks. And then they fall into the water. And then the what like the tide comes yeah, in. Yeah, and then at the bottom and, of the water. But there's like, like an oil spill yeah. out on on the coast, and the oil comes in, and there's a spark on the on the, just on the subway train, and everything just catches. It fire. just doesn't stop. It just doesn't. stop. And then sharks just come in because global warming has raised the water level, so now sharks are picking off survivors <laughs> in the fiery wreckage of this train that fell off a cliff. It that that is the 49ers. Yep. Yep. So have fun with it, John Lynch. That's what you're in charge of, John Lynch. (laughs) Do your best, buddy. You'll need to. (laughs) Uh, The the next award we're going to be giving out is the uh, David Carradine Award for Best Choke Job. And that's going to be Kyle Shanahan. As, as, as much as you could talk about the, the comeback of the Patriots, Kyle Shanahan's OC decisions really kind of sunk Atlanta in that game and he deserves to be held culpable for it. It was it was a choke for the ages. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This 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 choke will be talked about forever. And it is in the annals of history. Yep, in the annals of history. In the annals of history. <laughs> ancient ancient aliens will come to this planet many many years after we're all gone and they're going to dig up artifacts and they're going to be like, "Hmm, there was this thing called Super Bowl 51." <laughs> And apparently this creature called Kyle Shanahan uh, just fucked it all up. He, he, he just fucked it up. <laughs> well done. Legendary choke job. Very well deserving of the David Carradine mm-hmm. Award for best choke job. Mm-hmm. Our next award is the Peyton Manning Award for the worst Papa John's commercial. This was this was tough there because they're all ones. just straight garbage. Yeah. But the one that we decided to go with it's the one where J.J. Watt carries a guy to a party. I don't even understand what the hook of that commercial is. I don't either. Is is it just like the whole? All it is is J.J. Watt is carrying a guy to a party, and then he carries him back to Papa John's, and then presumably back to the party again. Yeah. Okay. 
Let's do the next yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. I just, I, I'm, it's, it's, I'm, I'm going into a spiral of like trying to understand this commercial, and I'm. Thank you for pulling me out of it. Let's go to the next one. Uh, this this one is uh, uh, sadly uh, another hotly contested one. Uh, this is the Ray Lewis Award for terrible person that everyone forgets how terrible they are because he's pretty good at football. Uh, that's going to go to Tyreek Hill, speedster, speedster who uh, definitely, definitely is a is a domestic violence guy. It's just you when you watch Tyreek Hill, it's just an amazing experience to watch him just run down the field on these punt returns. It really does kind of make you forget that he's a huge scumbag. How he how he beat his girlfriend a lot. You know, it it really does yeah. almost make you, but it doesn't really make you forget. It like you always know. And you always like feel bad when when he makes a play and, and you catch yourself cheering for him. That was amazing. Oh, but, oh, oh, but he's not, but a, he's good not a good person. person. He sh- he should be probably in jail or something. Oh. Our next award is very very interesting mm-hmm. and makes you think. Yeah, it's the Pete Carroll Award for stories we need the real truth about. Is the drone at the Falcon Super Bowl practice? I don't think we've been told the whole story about that. I'm just saying. I, there was a drone at the Falcon Super Bowl practice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Why? 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 Why was there a drone Why? there? Why? They say they say it was a civilian, but but we don't know who's on Bill Belichick's payroll. Yeah, a civilian. Huh, who does that mean? Uh, one of like several hundred million people in this country. Yeah. Yeah, we don't know this backstory. Listen, we all know that Bill Belichick has a shadow staff who who are lurking in the shadows and and conducting wiretaps and uh, you know, listen. All all I'm saying is uh, is jet fuel can't melt uh, the the Houston Superdome. Okay, that joke didn't land the way I thought it was no, going no, no, no. to. <laughs> Oh, no, that faded down the stretch there, just like the Falcons. All right. Hey, you saved it. Good. Um, Here we go. Next award. Next award. Uh, The Jack Del Rio Award for coach we thought sucked but might be good. This award goes to Mike Malarkey. Mike Malarkey. A coach that was nothing but a joke before this we season started. We made fun of him on this podcast before the season we started. We were brutal. We really were. We really were. were. And then, hey, he friggin' did it, man. The Titans were okay. Yeah. He he built the Titans for around his philosophy, the power-running philosophy, the sort of conservative offense. Like, he built that team, and he got that team to execute. It's and been working. Like, they, they, they're flawed. They, they still have a lot to go from and they have some big roster holes to fill but did anyone expect the titans to be good this year with mike malarkey as the head no coach? of course not did anyone expect mike malarkey's system to effectively work out no no and and that, the thing is they're such a young team and yeah they're roster holes to to fill but they're they're set up to continue this in the future which is very surprising which is why we have awarded him this jack del rio award. good job mike malarkey our next award is the Riley Curry Award for Adorable Baby. Jet Bennett. Yeah. Aw. Oh, oh. I feel good award. This is like the Human Interest uh, Award or, or, you know. Oh, the cute little yeah. babies. Such a, it's a, they have heads that are too big for their bodies. Mm-hmm. If you guys haven't seen the, uh, the, 
the press conference where Martellus Bennett brings brings Jed out in front of the microphone. You know, do yourself a favor. We all we all need some some joy in in this in this time. So uh, so go ahead and and look up that look up that press conference. You will not be sorry. Then the next award is another kind of kind of fun fun award. Uh, this is the Pat McAfee Memorial Award for Chill Punter. Marquette King of the Raiders gets this award for just being an all-around chill guy. Uh, he was also uh, a runner-up for the Best Twitter Account Award, uh, but we figured giving him two awards in one night would be a little bit too much. Uh, if you don't follow him on Twitter, you should. But Marquette King, celebrating punts, doing those dances. I like him a lot, and uh, and... Well deserved. Well, well deserved. God bless. Well deserved. Please entertain us for years now that we don't have any more Mac- Pat McAfee. Yeah, yeah. You, you've got big shoes to fill, but I have every hope and confidence that Marquette King can fill them. Our next award is a historical <laughs> award. And it's the Germany in World War II <laughs> award for coming out of the gate too hot and falling apart halfway through. <laughs> and this award goes to... The Minnesota Vikings. Oh, man. They started that Blitzkrieg strong, Sam. Well, I... Minnesota Vikings looked incredible to start this season. You thought they were going to win everything, and yep. then... Yep. Then things got bad. Not at all. No, not at all. Not at all. There are people calling them for the Super Bowl. There are people talking about Sam Bradford for MVP, and then after week five, it just... It just... It all fell... It all fell apart. Yep. Absolutely everything. Like Adrian Peterson couldn't save them. Nothing could could bring them back from from their massive collapse. Sam, our next yes, award. the Duggernaut Doug Martin Award for giving yourself a terrible nickname. Janoris Jenkins wins this award. Um, and if you weren't aware, Janoris Jenkins has given himself a nickname, and that nickname is Jackrabbit! So, here's the thing about that nickname. It's a bad nickname, first of all. It's just bad. It's not tough. It's not It's cool. not a good nickname. It. I don't I don't think of a player... I don't think of Jackrabbit and think, like, that sounds like a badass football player. Right. The other thing is it's too long. It doesn't roll off the I don't tongue. think it's too long. I feel like Jackrabbit belongs on a player who is... Like a punt returner, like a Tyreek Hill sort of thing, like someone who's really fast. I guess, yeah. Janoris Jenkins is a cornerback. Right, right. Here's the biggest problem, though, and why it's called the Duggernaut Doug Martin Award for giving yourself a Sure, we got to go into the history here. No one coined Janoris Jenkins the Jackrabbit. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. He demands to be called the Jackrabbit. Janoris Jenkins apparently also did not go to high school and learn that you're not allowed to give yourself nicknames. You can't do it. And when you do it, it just makes everyone want to call you another nickname that you don't like, which is why it's called the Duggernaut Award. Because no one calls Doug Martin the Duggernaut. We call him the Muscle no, Hamster. No, they call him the Muscle yeah. Hamster because the Muscle Hamster is, is an a amazing nickname. nickname. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so you get the Duggernaut Award this year, Janoris Jenkins. No one is going to call you Jackrabbit. And the award for this is a name tag that says, hello, my name is Janoris Jenkins. Our next award is the Broken Clock Twice a Day Award for the NFL's actual good idea this season. 
bringing back the skills competition. Such a good idea. It was such a good, was good idea. idea. No one had a problem nope. with this. No one saw this and just like, no, that's something we don't want. That's stupid. Everyone saw that and was like, I'm fine with that, or I'm excited about that. The NFL did something good, and it's depressing that it's just bringing back something that was already there and already good. But hey, you know, give them credit. Broken clock, right twice a day. Absolutely. Absolutely. The next award we're going to give out, uh, here, here's where we're getting into some of the, the two. We've got two more awards left to give, and these two are, are the big hitters. Uh, the second-to-last award in the 2K17 Soundies is the Sonic 06 Award for pointlessly ruining your franchise, and there can be only one pick this year, and it's... It's the Buffalo Bills. Uh, the 49ers were high on this list, but could you really... I mean, really? That was two, three years ago when they fired right. Jim Harbaugh. Right. This year, so, it's the this Buffalo year, Bills. This year, it's the Buffalo Bills because the Buffalo Bills had one of the top offenses in the league, and now they're looking to ruin all that. They're actively looking to sabotage themselves with off-season moves. The 49ers have been self-sabotaging themselves for a while, but they were not that good this season, so they can't really... There's not that far to fall. There wasn't much sabotaging going on this year. They were already sabotaged. Like I said, at this point this season, the 49ers were already off the cliff in the water and on fire. Right, exactly. The Bills this season went off the cliff. No, no, the Bills... Yeah, right. The Bills had just released Sonic Heroes, and, you know, it wasn't a great game, but people seemed to like it. And then, you know... And now Sonic 6 has come out. Sonic 06 has come out. And now no one uh, will be able to take the Bills at all remotely seriously for half a decade at most until they have a slightly okay game that nobody really cares about. And then they ruin it again, and then Sonic Boom happens. Yep, yep, yep. And then then they're going to fuck it up again and have have to re-up on all of that good faith. So uh, congratulations and uh, our condolences to Buffalo Bills fans. You want to take us home, Dave? Our last award this year is is amazing, and it's completely true in every way. The Phil Jackson Award for getting way too much credit for work that everyone else did. Tom Brady. It was it was the only choice. It, it was, was the, the only, only choice. choice. In, in case you don't know who Phil Jackson is, he is the head coach of the Chicago Bulls. Currently of the Bulls. Knicks. Chicago, no, he, of the Knicks. He's... He wasn't head coach of the Bulls in the right. 90s when they had Michael Jordan, Skye Pippen, and then he went to the Lakers where they had Kobe Bryant and all that stuff. Basically, he just lucked into some of the greatest players of all time. And and has had a coaching job for pretty much forever. And now he's like the leader of the Knicks and the Knicks suck ass because he doesn't have any of the greatest players of all time. No, no. And, and it's becoming clear that he was never really that good of a coach. And this correlates to Tom Brady because Tom Brady has had the best coach of all time mm-hmm. his entire career and was uh, terrible for two and a half quarters. Even he admits it. There was an interview today. He was like, he was like, yeah, don't talk about me. Talk about James White for the win, please. That and then he had another quote where he said, like, uh, I don't think a game where I played badly for two and a half quarters should be considered, like, one of my best games ever. Like, Right. And then he went on to be like, oh, it was a great game to be a part of. But even he admits it. Like, I, I wasn't very good for two and a half quarters. I will say, I do like that he is at least self-aware enough to know that, it, that it shouldn't go down as one of Tom Brady's greatest games of all time because it, it shouldn't. 
Mm-hmm. Well, Bill Belichick probably told him to say that. Like, yeah, he walked to his office. Bill Belichick's like, you know, you sucked, right? <laughs> make sure you tell everyone you sucked, because that's what you did. Mm-hmm. And Tom Brady's like, okay, I don't have much of my own brain. <laughs> we hate Tom Brady on this podcast. We do, we do, we do. Those are the intentional soundies. Uh, before we go, maybe we should have a memorial for players we lost this year. Mm-hmm. Um, some people. That's uh, it. Yeah, some people play Sarah McLaughlin's in the arms of. Please, you can in play the, the mini version of that. Arms of the receiver. <laughs> the deep pass was caught. Good, good. Hey, way to way to think on your feet. It is an improv podcast. Yes, and let's go. <laughs> Thank you for joining us for the 2016-2017 uh, intentional soundies. Uh, we hope you agree with the awards, but if you don't, there are awards. So fuck you. Yeah. Obviously, now the season has ended and we have entered the dreaded period of time known as the off season so we're not going to be talking about games everything uh neither of us are draft people so we're not really going to be talking draft stuff because that's kind of stupid and there's enough people who get paid to be better at that than us we're probably going to talk about i assume we're we're going to talk about the draft like after the draft oh yeah we'll talk talk about about the teams that fucked up yeah oh oh, yes obviously but now we're in the off season we're just going to be making fun of really stupid things and a preview of next week uh we plan on doing a ranking podcast Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but we're not going to be ranking anything football related we're going to be ranking the states yep yep ranking all the states from 1 to 50 get ready to tune why will we be ranking them and at what what be ranking them on that is what you have to stay tuned in yeah it's not what you mystery Sam, how can we follow you? Yes, you can follow me on Twitter at Sam Grzezeses, S-A-M-G-R-E-S-Z-E-S-E-S. On Twitch, at Robots Fighting Dinosaurs. I also write for Yard Barker. You can catch me there as well. Dave? I am Drawplay Dave Rapoccio, creator of the Drawplay Comic. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Drawplay Dave, on Facebook at the Drawplay Comic, on Patreon, which this, which Patreon just makes this podcast happen for you. So if you want more delicious mm-hmm. awards, just please contribute. And then, of course, on the Drawplay.com. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next week.